Are you the kind of gal who's not interested in how things used to be in the hair industry? Who wants to hear from ladies that are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. I'm your host, Lindsay Mayuga, and join me as I interview and learn and get curious about other hairstylists I believe are living life on their own terms, defining what success means for them and living lives in alignment with that. Let's dive in. Hey guys, guess what time it is? Okay, I'll tell you. It's time to sign up for She Nets Worth. I'm bringing that baby back and I've refined it and I'm continuing to upgrade it. And so what it is, is it's going to be a stress-free guide to going independent. So we're going to have all the mindset, all the things, all the beliefs that you need to restructure and kind of reconfigure based on the beliefs that you took on from the salon you're at. We're going to have every tangible step you need to take in order to go independent and the systems that I use to have my business run seamlessly and stress-free so that I can do what I want to do most, which is great hair, love my clients, be in the salon when I'm there, and live my life outside of it. Have my family, enjoy my friends, and live a life that's meaningful, fulfilling, and leave space for me to be a whole person outside of the salon. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, I want you to join me. And if nothing else, shoot me a DM and we can talk about if I think it's the right fit for you. Head over to wavemaking.com and get on the wait list or sign up because we want you there. Okay. So today I'm super excited about this interview. It's someone I've wanted to interview for a long time. It's Jordan McDowell, and you might know him on Instagram as Jordan Does Hair. But you know, there's those accounts that you're like, that person, whenever I see them in my stories or whenever I go to their page, they just like make me happy. And I feel like we all have a couple of accounts that do that. But Jordan's is honestly that for me. Like, I don't know if it's just like his sense of humor just clicks with mine or what, but I just get a kick out of like how he shows up and he's so himself. And he's in Eugene, Oregon. But like, even when it comes down to like COVID and like quarantine, he's like doing art projects. And I don't know why I'm like, oh, I gotta see what he does with that drum table. Okay, now he's putting glitter on it. And his dog's got a t-shirt on. And it's just, I mean, I'm just giving you a teaser. But Jordan, thank you for being on with me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, no, I mean, it's been a, an episode I've wanted to do just because I want to talk to you basically. But, um, but also I just, I love how, like, just from watching you and talking to you, like, I feel like I'm really into people that are taking the pandemic or taking what's happened with COVID and the way that it's like rocked our industry and using it to take their business in the direction that they ultimately want it to go in. And I feel like you're one of those people. So I'm super excited to just like pick your brain today. Oh, good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Also, he's extremely modest, so um, you'll you'll feel that in the interview. But yeah, so I know like during COVID, like you you took the time to kind of like, I feel like you were doing creative projects and I feel like you were just, I get the impression that there was a lot of soul searching being done. So can you just kind of tell us a little bit about where you were at pre-pandemic and like kind of then we can kind of get into like, where it's taking you. Oh yeah. Um, pre pandemic was just like a different kind of messy. Yeah. (laughs) It was, you know, when that, when they announced that we needed to close down all salons and barber, barber, well, everything, we had to close down everything. 
um, I was excited. Not because there was a ambiguously deadly virus floating around, but because I could have a break with, and I didn't have to like explain myself to anybody. Not that I had to before, but that like, um, if I'm not working, then I don't have value type of thing. So, um, you know, the first part of the closure, I was like, oh my gosh, I can go on a walk whenever I want to. I can like go and visit a friend kind of with a mask on, you know, like, yeah, it was so relaxing. I could do whatever art project at whatever time I wanted to. Um, and then it was like a month later <laughs> and it was not, it was not so relaxing anymore. It was very much like, wow, I'm not going to survive this. And like all the numbers of it was, it just got, it was so overwhelming. Yeah. It was like the, it forced me to um, like take a really hard look at my value system and my own personal beliefs, like around myself and what I was doing. Um, and that kind of sucked. Yeah. <laughs> it was, a. Uh, yeah, it was really confusing. I just have to like pause right there because no, it was, it's like, fine. I have it so was many. So intense. Yeah, like I have so many things to say. I like connect so much with like, like well, like we both had our own businesses, but why did we feel like we owed an explanation if we weren't going to be at work? Like I don't have an excuse to not stay and do that person's hair. Like what? What? What do like? And like for the longest time, it was like, well, I don't have kids. And it's like, now that I have one, it's like, that was never going to be the thing that gave you permission. Like you, yeah. you know, it's so crazy. Like when you're saying that, like how much, like, even though you had your own business, you kind of held yourself a little bit to a standard that didn't allow you to have much life. Yeah. Part of that I realized much later, I think I realized this, um, little parts of this quite often, but it really hit me in the middle of the pandemic that um, I based my value, my own personal human, me as a human person, my value around what, how, how greatly I could serve other people and um, how many people I could serve and not even behind the chair you know like somebody said like oh I need help doing this thing I'm like perfect I have a half an hour that I can expand into my entire life to help you <laughs> and then when you're like drowning in when I was ended up drowning in my own shit in the middle of the pandemic and everybody else was drowning in their own shit I was like well I really just have to value myself yeah before I can value someone else you know I don't know does that make sense yeah I feel like you just told my story in a nutshell um <laughs> <laughs> basically I'm like yeah I think it's so interesting I feel like 
you know, like I did an interview a while ago with Gina Devine. She's like a healer, but she had been a hairstylist. And she said the common denominator that I see amongst all hairstylists is like, there's like something in them that hurts. Like, so they want to give so much to other people so that other people don't have to feel what they feel. And I'm like, I just so often wonder like, would if would any of us been totally attracted to what we do had we not have needed to get that feeling because it's almost like a fix it's like that I got from doing hair for so long that like I found a healthier way to do it but I can remember I love what you said about the amount of people and not even just behind the chair but like the idea that like I couldn't imagine just seeing four people a day like I remember when a stylist or colorist would come in and teach a class and they'd be like well, like I only see four people because I do bigger services and I was like sitting here with a, 14 people today. Like, yeah, I remember just thinking like, what world does that person live in? But really I've had to realize that I had to get the mindset and the self-worth to believe that like a full day could be four people. Yeah. And it shouldn't really be a lot more than that. I mean, yeah. like we're, we're entire human beings. We're not machines. Even though sometimes I would, I mean, it would be so helpful to just be once a week, be a machine. I could get all the things done and then the rest of the week I could enjoy it. (laughs) But I love the, I feel like I was a machine for years. Do you feel like that? Yeah. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. So like, as you figured this out, which is what I like to call a very inconvenient truth. Like these inconvenient truths, like, oh my gosh, like I have to hit the concrete every time I learn something. It just would be nice if it was just a little smoother, but like, like as you're figuring this out and like, as you're like changing it, what are some of the things that like you realized needed to change? Cause I love seeing your stories. And like, honestly, I also want to take a time out here and say that whenever I see you in your stories and you're with your clients, like, I guess maybe I see myself in you. That's why I like your account so much. But like the way that you show up for your clients, like it kind of makes me choked up because I'm like, I know what that's like to just be all in with the people you're with. But like, I feel like it's like, I feel like that's something I admire about you because like when you're with your clients, the way you like light them up and it's like, you leave all your stuff at the door and it's like for all, you know, in your head, it's like, my dog needs dog food. I need to be doing this. I need to be doing that. But like in your stories, when you're with your clients, like you make these people feel like Cinderella, the night of the ball. Oh, I try. I mean, that is my, that's my goal every single time because I don't know what their lives are like, but if they're anything like my lives, all the lives that I live, (laughs) having that moment, they took the time out and they chose me to take time out of their day to sit with and like, give them this experience, not just a haircut. Like I'm, yeah, it's, I like want to stack my fingers and it's not even just that I, I mean, they all just look so good. (laughs) All of my clients are just like amazing. All the people that choose me are amazing, obviously, but um, it's not even because of the haircut or the color that I do. I'm just like, you go out there, take this energy with you. Like you are awesome and valid and perfect. And it's not because of the hair, but we'll say it's because of the hair right now. Right. Like you connect something from the inside with the outside. I love that. Totally. 
Um, so as you were saying, I kind of cut you off, but like you st- slowly started to realize this. So like, what were some of the changes you ended up kind of slowly making? Oh, okay. So I just to be transparent and accountable, I made a lot of changes and then I've started to revert back to my like squeezing people in and doing the, I was just having this conversation last week where I'm like, how am I going to have, how am I going to like do this podcast and be like, yes, I've made all these changes. And like, you know, Becky's calling me like, Hey, can I come 15 minutes early or late? You're texting in the middle of the interview. Like that should work fine. Um, (laughs) But that's the reality of like, every change is that you like slowly like kind of fall back but then you're like nope nope got a course correct I always am like 99% of the way to my change and then I like get in the way of my own boundary yes okay so that is that is what my biggest shift I think has been since reopening and we've been able in Oregon well, in my county, at least, we've been able to stay open since May 28th. I don't, I didn't actually reopen until the first part of June um, because it was just so, con- they told us like the night before, like, okay, yeah, you can reopen now. Or maybe it was sooner um, than the 28th. Either way, I was like, no, there, this, there's just, too much let's let everybody else reopen you can go and see whoever you want to see but I'm going to take some time I'm going to remodel do a little remodeling but okay so since reopening in the early part of June um the thing that every week I'm like okay how did I step on my own boundaries like what like just constantly reevaluating because people respect me and they respect my boundaries. I don't have hardly any pushback when I have to like set a new limitation or change my pricing or my timing. People, um, my people anyways are insanely supportive. Um, so it's really just me having to respect my own boundaries and not go back. So I went from doing half an hour haircuts because I, so I'm a barber stylist. So I do short hair. I do long hair, but not too long of hair because that's a lot of hair. Yeah. I mean, if it's too much hair, I just get lost and it's, yeah, too much anxiety for that. Um, so I'll do, I was doing, half an hour, 45 minutes, or hour-long appointments. Um, and now every every haircut is an hour long. It doesn't always include a shampoo, blow-dry style. But um, if, if there's extra time, then I can chill. If there's not extra time, then I can do my cleaning and roll into the next one. But it's almost like built-in breaks. Yeah. Um, I never know when those breaks are going to be, but they always happen at the right time. So, 
That's cool. Yeah, I love that. And like, I do think that that was a huge lesson and continues to be for me, like that, like the boundaries that I thought I needed the assistant to have, or I needed this more something else external was actually like me realizing like, no, you could have everything you want. Like you just have to like grant yourself permission to, but I, it's the hardest thing for me. And I think for me, even when I do that now, I don't know when you said, I love what you said about reevaluating. Cause like I, I, whenever something happens where I'm like, that felt so gross or I didn't like that. I'm always going to myself now, like, okay, what can I learn from this so that I don't do it again? And not being mad at myself, being like curious. I'm like, okay, well, like I felt bad that her son was sick. So I did this thing where like, I said, I wasn't going to do that anymore, but like, Mm -hmm. that was so sad, her story. And like, I saw this thing recently that said like, uh, and I have this post coming that's about like compassion before empathy, because if we're just empathetic towards people, there's no room to be compassionate and there's, we get lost in their stuff. And that's something that I kind of always kind of come back to like that. I, can swim in other people's stuff so easily that like, I don't have any room for me, myself, or like compassion. And I feel like that tends to be like, but I love what you said about just like every week being like, okay, so like, let's look at the last week so we can learn from it and get better and healthier because that's something people don't talk about. Like when you start to have boundaries, how hard they are and like, well, it's cool. Your clients don't really push back, but it's like, there's that pushback from some people. And then there's also like, wait, I realize that I've been the one sinking my ship. Yeah. What a bummer. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's a real mind fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also I personally have to give myself a lot of grace around, yes. around that process. Um, because I um, am really mean to myself, like, a lot of the time. I have some, I struggle with negative (laughs) self-talk, and if I don't, I've been working on this, too. Yeah. Like, giving myself the grace to make these mistakes and to, you know, screw up on my own mental health goals, I guess, uh, my own boundaries, and then, and not dwell on that and be like, well, that's why I suck at every single thing is because I wiggled this one extra person in when I said that I really couldn't and I shouldn't, and I was tired and I might've been a little grumpy. Sometimes I get grumpy. Most of my clients know that. (laughs) They all bring me treats. (laughs) But I have to, I have to be, I think that's probably one of the top, we'll say five things that COVID, that the quarantine brought me was like realizing how much grace I need for my own self um, to be able to make mistakes and not get stuck in those mistakes and then just go down the rabbit hole of shit. Right. Like I shouldn't even be doing this. I'm not good. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Like, I feel like that is like the secret sauce to being able to like try new things and grow is like being like, like I was listening to a podcast that said, you shouldn't say to yourself, like when people say, Oh, I've never done it before. Like that's an excuse to like not try things. And I'm like, no, no, no. I say that about everything I've done do. I'm like, 
well, bombs away. I've never done this before. And then like, whatever happens, it just happens. And I'm like, well, now I'm going to get better as I go. But I'm like, that's something that I think I didn't want to look stupid. Or I didn't, I like, yeah. felt like people would talk about me. And now I'm like, I just realized it kept me really stuck. Like I spent a lot of time trying to look perfect when it's like, I could have learned so many new things, like mm-hmm. or done things. And um, I think that that's a huge takeaway. Like just being like, I'm going to screw up on my road to getting to where I'm going. Totally. And that's also like part of the ego thing too. I got, like, yeah. I, I didn't even realize I had one, but it was whew, front and center. Oh my God. That's so classic. Yeah. I didn't even realize I had one. <laughs> <laughs> and I just No, thought, I know. I And like same. I always say like like when someone would have said like, Yeah, like I think you need to work on your worth, I would have been like, uh, there's a line out the door, Pam. Uh if you if you head out there, you'll see there's about sixteen people deep waiting to get in here. So I think yeah. I'm worth it. Okay, you have a good day, whatever that meant. <laughs> Like, I feel like that was literally my interpretation of it. And then like yes. literally looking back, it's like, whoa, why did you need 15 people to like prop you up? Yeah, totally. <laughs> and what worth are you talking about? Right. Like what? That seems cool. That seems really cool to have 15 people lining up the door to see you. But like for what? Right. Yeah. Well, I think also to your credit and to my credit, I feel like it was like, we did give everything we had to people. So there was yeah. still a lot, like those 15 people felt awesome. Oh, totally. It's more about like how you felt after and how I felt after and how I went home and like, just like had to just like drink some wine and watch Real Housewives, which I can not, there's nothing wrong with that, but I was using yeah. it as a way to cope from all the energy and all the, just like the, it was too totally. much. That's all that I was. I was 15 people out the door. That's all. There's, that's what I mean, like, for what? Like, to come home and crash on the couch and be so tired and run down and completely empty. You can't, like, food, how do you make a, how do you make a food? You know, like, I didn't, I couldn't even, like, take care of my own self because I A lot of Papa John's gets ordered. Yeah, totally. Or yes. whatever you eat, you know? French fries. So many French fries. Lots I mean, of six packs. I know you don't drink, but I feel like that's something that like I looking back used drinking as a huge coping mechanism to like numb myself from having to feel how bad I actually felt. Oh yeah. On the surface it felt so good. Totally. I am so grateful that I got sober shortly before starting this career because (laughs) that Jordan does hair would be entirely different than this Jordan does hair. I mean, this conversation would not even be happening. I imagine. You might not be one of my favorite accounts if that were. (laughs) Maybe for a different reason. It's like, how have you felt like, like, I know like you have a lot more to you than just what you do for a living. So now that you're like seeing fewer people, like what's it like to be you outside of work? Um, it's, it's pretty cool. (laughs) I've never actually been able to say that before. Um, so yes, I am working, I'm only doing 
four days a week now instead of seven. Wait, 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 time out. You, I know we talked about you implementing boundaries, but I didn't realize previous to that that you work seven, seven days a week. Yeah, I mean, six or seven. (laughs) Six was if I was like trying to be really good. Well, and it was also a balance between like, okay, I have to do this much to pay. Because so I opened up my studio, which is, I guess, in like layman's terms, it's a five chair salon. Yes. But I would rather call it a studio it's much more of like an art studio collective yeah um so I opened that up like two years ago and then you know naturally all the things that happen happen and so I was floating it on my own for quite a while I had two other stylists that um would come and go and we were like a beautiful cute little team but it was not quite enough so I just was filling in filling up space mm-hmm. you know trying to justify this grandiose idea it wasn't that grandiose my dream the studio is like literally my dream and then it was like oh my god I've made all these wrong decisions that weren't really wrong no, they're just information. I needed so much. Yeah, I needed so much more information than when I had October 3rd of 2017. You know, I needed so much more information than that. And I have received it. <laughs> I have received that information. And um, and yeah, so I was just, I was just like. Doing what you had I to had do. So much fear. I had so much fear and I just showed up in fear almost every day and of course you know that was the overall theme but like of course there was some there was really great moments and I genuinely love and appreciate all my people so much and they I mean we got to give a huge shout out to all of them too because they carried me through some messy shit like that's the thing I feel like (laughs) what you're saying is like I think is so important because it's like when I talk about me not being healthy or I talk about like not like living running my business in a great way it's not a reflection on my clients it's a reflection on me and like it's not me saying that I had I was surrounded by clients that didn't appreciate me it's like no I had the best clients they just didn't know how much I was hurting and like you know or how much it how much I was giving to it like there's they're not getting to like look at a little like um, like thermometer on the top of my head that shows like how much I'm giving to them and keeping for me like that's on me and that's why like I loved having these conversations because it's like in no way shape or form is it like clients aren't awesome you know so I think that's cool that you said that yeah totally I mean the biggest props ever yeah so that. as you as you like started to get like healthier um, have you found that like you're kind of attracting different kinds of stylists and have you had, cause I feel like there are a few people that work there and I guess that's been true for me. So I'd love to hear about like your experience. Yes. Okay. So it's actually this, the last couple of months have been so wild. So I reopened four days a week, you know, seven ish people a day 
depending. That's just like the average. Um, and then, so like work life was um, so much more wholesome. It was so much more fulfilling, even though at first those like huge 15, huge, 15 to 20 minute gaps in between people, I was losing my mind. Like, what do I do? So uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. And I mean, yes, there's a lot of cleaning to do. I don't really, yeah, there's a lot of cleaning to do. It's not more than what we should have been doing than what our standards are already. Um, So that wasn't a huge difference. But um, work life was going, was so much more boundaries, so much cleaner. It was just me. I found one other barber um, who had just graduated school. And um, the moment I met her, I was like, my team. Like, yes, totally. And she was like, okay, so I just got licensed yesterday. When can I move in? And I'm like, "Um, yeah, that's what tomorrow. When do you want? Let's do this. You know, I had been we had been talking on and off over the year of her going to school. So it wasn't just like some stranger walked in with a license. (laughs) Although that's what old Jordan would have done. Like, oh, you have good vibes. Yeah. move All all they would have had to do is like flatter me a little. I've been following you and like you have this amazing page. It's like, stop. You think so? Come in. (laughs) You see me? (laughs) yeah no it wasn't exactly like that and like she is she is so she is great she is so perfect so it was her and me but then my personal life I mean like there was a messy breakup um I realized that my home life I was living with my best friend her wife her kid her niece we'd all been living together for a a long time um and we were like a little unit um but after reopening and like having to take into consideration all my clients and their safety risks versus myself then my home life and trying to have some kind of social personal life um uh, and like just realizing what I really wanted I'm made this decision I was like okay I the things that I really need or what that I think that I really want like I want my own house I need I'm ready for my whole entire crew at work like I'm ready to live my life you know like I want I want to actually have um my dreams instead of getting in my own way and being like oh well I have to live here because we are best friends because we are a family because this is what we've been doing for a long time or like I have to work seven days a week because that's what I do and that's what my clients expect and literally within moments well hours days of realizing um all the kind of painful and hard changes that I needed to actually take action around. It was like this beautiful house had opened up and the landlords are actually my friends. 
Um, and these two stylists messaged me from another, like, uh, kind of fancier, <laughs> in my opinion, salon in town. Um, like, that was their experience, like, their former experience. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, all these really nice things are happening. Um, and I wanted to say no to everything. <laughs> I wanted to be like, uh, not yet. Let me roll around some more. I don't quite have every ounce of my body covered in my own shit. Yet, so. <laughs> I want to roll around some more. <laughs> Let me make some more mistakes. <laughs> um, Isn't that crazy though? Yeah, it's, it's wild. And I don't even, I don't really know exactly how to articulate just how um, powerful it feels to open up my, the door to my studio and see these perfect human beings just like communicating and laughing and like respecting each other's face or respecting each other's clientele. Like within the first week of, um, both of the new stylists being there. I don't even know how many times one of their clients had walked in or one of my clients had walked in and it'd be like, Oh my God. Hi. Like, it's good to see you. Like we're, it's already instant family. No, that's so exciting. (laughs) There was a, there was some hesitation because my space is fairly small. And so there was a lot of COVID talk, you know, like what do you think? safety means like define safety you know because I feel like everybody's oscillating between like a third grader being presented with a newly constructed playground or a teenager's first spin the bottle game you know like (laughs) what is the safest here there's not really a whole lot of in between but um it feels nice to have everybody share values and ethics in one unit. Yeah. Do you feel like that was kind of one of the secret ingredients is like you had to know what those were for those people to be attracted to you. Like it had to like, like, oh my gosh. cause it's like, yes. it's wild to me that like, like it's just work. And, and the same is true for my studio. Like I was by myself for a really long time and now I have two of these dream boat gals and it's like I walk in even when I'm on the maternity leave and I walk in and I'm like this space is so cool like empowered like you do when you walk into your space and then it's like how did I find these like how are these people that just like and you know there's been so many years where like I was like reaching out to people or wanting things to happen and it only really happened when I got okay on my own and then they started coming to me totally yes I didn't have to do anything you don't have to when you get right with yourself it's yeah I mean you do but you don't I mean someone's gonna listen to this and be like sitting eating bonbons and (laughs) rolling around like you were and being like nothing's happening (laughs) so like I feel like we need to like make sure that that's not the takeaway so just to be clear I didn't have to reach out to anybody to get them to come to me (laughs) I knew I had I like confidently placed myself in the middle of my own um, beliefs and started working from the middle of that and, and not compromising anymore. Even if it seemed like, I know, even if it seemed like, 
well, this time it could be okay. Like this time, there is actually enough time to compromise right here or energy or whatever. And just being like, no, we're not doing that anymore. Even though I do a little tiny bit. I mean, you do a little bit, not like, like, I feel like what you were just saying, I'm like, I totally like was always like, well, if I overcompensate just a little for this little uh tweak that this person hasn't made, or like if I drop my rent a couple hundred dollars and it's like always trying to kind of, it's like try and control it instead of just letting it be what it is. Like I literally could have saved myself. I mean, again, I had to collect this wisdom, but it's like, why did like, like all the times when it's like, it shouldn't have to be you bending over backwards. Yeah. No. And it, yeah, it's so much easier to not, it's so much easier to not bend over backwards. Contrary to popular belief. Is it the barber gal who's the one who tipped, is it Mercedes? And is she the one who tipped that big tub of paint over? Because those are the stories I live for. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I, love creation I love creating things my brain is intense and it has it's very visual and there's no way I can articulate like what my vision is until I'm like almost done with it um so yeah with, with too much free time on my hand I will come up with really in tense overwhelming projects and then I become like obsessed like literally obsessive where it's like I don't have any relationships I don't have any needs I'm not hungry I have to do this project but um, I'm trying to find a balance on that too I feel like that's how my studio was for me for years yeah and it feels so good and it's also terrible you know it feels so good to like be inspired um and it's also really terrible when it becomes obsessive and like the people around you're like how's the table project and i'm like stop asking me (laughs) you're like there was a level of sarcasm to the question you just asked that i'm uncomfortable (laughs) with (laughs) oh my gosh um so part of part of my quarantine learning curve is asking for help me too and 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 not just asking for help but asking for specific things that I need help with that I'm okay letting go of Mm, and that's that's a key (laughs) Mercedes is I mean since the moment she moved in she wanted to help she wanted to be a part of she wanted to like put in her sweat equity into whatever I was coming up with and so finally I was like okay here's a here's a thing I this this glitter paint has been sitting here for a year and needs to be shaken up a little bit there's no way because she's also afraid of doing something wrong well I can't imagine why I'm just kidding. I know. I know. I have self-awareness around this. <laughs> kidding. I get it. People say the same thing about me. <laughs> I know. Totally. But now so, I've gotten so good at it that my renter can be like, Lindsay, I spilled paint all over the hair color all over the wall. I'm like, who cares? It's fine. I'm like, okay. Well, and I really yeah. mean it. So 
she's shaking it. I'm like, there's no way you can mess this up. It's sealed. <laughs> it's never been opened before. You just like gently shake it back and forth. So we mix up the chemicals and we're standing over my newly finished floors that I'd put plastic down on, but only half of it because we we're just going to be painting over this one wall and only a quarter of the one wall. So I'm like, you know, try and cut corners, be like, we don't need to cover the whole floors. So she's shaking it and I'm explaining something to her, who knows what. And all of a sudden I hear this like pop and I look over and she's like, and it's slow motion. The paint can bursts open and just like covers her in this glitter paint and it's all over the newly finished floors and she is like freaking out like of course this one easy thing that he gives me the first thing that he gives me I ruin and I'm like this is actually perfect because I wanted to put glitter on the floors not a lot (laughs) but the best part is this is all going in your story you were like Okay, everything's fine. Everything's fine. And then the story went away and I was like, sweet mother of God, I can't wait. (laughs) It turned out to be like such a fun little act. I learned a lot about so many different things, about science, about gravity, about my projects. But like, what was like the metaphor of it? Was it like a test from the universe? Like, if you're going to let people in, it's going to get messy oh, and yeah. you're still going to figure it out? Or what was it? Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, so, yeah, people, when people offer to help, they want to help and they don't want to harm. You know, like, they genuinely want to help you with something. So if something fucked up happens while they're helping, it's not, it's just an opportunity opportunity to learn how to like adjust a little bit and like okay there's a busted open glitter paint all over these new floors what do we do we just scoop it up and we put it on the wall you know we throw the paint brushes down and just start like slathering it on and I, yeah it ended up looking beautiful I don't know that's how awesome to, I, don't I know feel like that's just like a, no but I feel like it's just like a test from the universe of like are you really like are you gonna let people in because it is gonna sometimes go like oh, haywire yeah. and like you could have ruined that relationship if you had like lost if I goal. responded old Jordan if old Jordan that was like maybe a little bit controlling (laughs) would have responded. It would have been a bit different and not that I'm not never controlling. No, because I'm still a human that has a past and a childhood, (laughs) you know, and some needs, but um, yeah, letting go, like asking for help and letting go of the actual outcome and just like, showing up the way that you need to show up for yourself and for other people, you know, being, yeah. cool being able to manage those two worlds. Cause I feel like yeah. before it's like, I can only show up for you or my version of showing up for me is I'm kind of, I'm kind of like closed off. So it's kind of cool to be able to like, you know, straddle mm-hmm. the two worlds and not lose yourself, but not lose like you're cool with them. So like, what are you excited about for like 2021? Cause I know like you've started running in like nature, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Talk about a life changer. If you're feeling a little stuck, 
So, and it's, if you're feeling a little bit stuck or like, you just don't know, I needed, I needed to actually move my body faster than it usually goes and longer and longer than I usually move it for, you know, like I needed to move my body dramatically differently. The level of forgiveness that I've been able to like find for myself in the process of I'm not okay. So like, I'm not running, running, like you're not going to find me on the track or in a fucking marathon or something. I'm just like, trying to go fast yeah like <laughs> as trying. fast as possible yeah i trot i tell people like does anybody want to join me for a trot along the trail like we're just going to be trotting no pressure gallivanting nice. yeah it's pretty magical i mean if you were going to leave people with one thing like one of your biggest takeaways from oh this God. year what would you say i'd say like give yourself the dignity of your own process, you know, and the grace to move through that without all those um, old stories you've been telling yourself. I love that. And I would even add on to that, like, and give yourself grace not to look at Instagram after you give yourself the dignity to go on your own process. Cause that gets you thinking that like, everyone else has the answers, but no one else knows what they're doing either. Yeah, I try so hard to not do the comparison thing because, I mean, I've built my very small but very fulfilling platform um, and following off of, like, raw authenticity and, like, trying to be super transparent. And that really works for me. It might not look beautiful all the time um but it's how it's how I show up you know it's the only way that I know how to show up if I have to fuss around with lighting well where can people find you because I I find you so refreshing and I know that like other people listening if they haven't already had the pleasure they're going to want to follow along you can find me on Instagram at Jordan does hair it's j-o-r-d-i-n does hair like jord in your hair and that's kind of my main my main account really like you could find me on facebook at jordan mcdowell or jordan does hair but i'm not super active on facebook it's a lot to manage all the social media things do you want the raw uncut awkward hilarious content it's Instagram Jordan does hair (laughs) yeah and it's in the stories I'll add oh yeah Um, it's all stories I haven't been consistent with posting on my actual profile no one cares those stories are magic (laughs) the stories are where it's at for sure okay well thank you so much (laughs) thank you so much you're a real gem